This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. Back in the saddle again. Been letting old Dan rest up a little bit, but we're out early at this time. Hunting up sinners. Hunting sinners. Yes, ma'am, we're hunting sinners. Yes, sir, we're hunting sinners. Are you a sinner? You know any sinners? I don't know many sinners today who want to be saved. Do you know that? We've grown up a, a generation of folks who are who are uh, assumed that they're saved because they was baptized at birth. Assumed that they're saved because they were uh, joined the church when they were seven years old. They assume they're, they're saved because they uh, do this and do that and do the other. They assume it. Oh, but my friend, you know what salvation is? Being born again. Except ye shall be born again, you shall not see the kingdom of God. You know what the new birth is? The Lord giving you a new heart, a new birth, a new soul, a new, a new outlook on life, washes you in the blood. Do you know what the blood stands for, my friend? Christ shed his blood there on Calvary's cross to make an atonement or a covering for your sin and mine. But we're looking at the woman, the queen of the home, and I know we get off our subject once in a while, but we're looking at the mother now in the home, the wife as the mother in the home. The old-time home life is almost a thing of the past. I can remember. I can remember when the homes were homes, where they were homes, where Mama stayed home, tended to the children, kept the house clean, speak and span, washed the clothes and put them away and folded them, cooked good old dinner for Dad when he come home, supper, we call it supper. And us children, where I live, we had to work. We lived on a little farm. My dad raised strawberries and other things, but we had to work. My brother and I worked. time we got six, seven years old, we were milking cows in the morning before we went to school. And then uh, early spring, when the strawberries come in, we got out of school early so we could pick strawberries. Got out of the strawberry patch, went to the bean patch. Got out of the bean patch, we went to picking corn and uh, digging sweet taters. And, uh, but we, that, that was an old-time home. And my mother, we'd be down in the field. And you could see the house from the field. We just had a small farm. And about 9 o'clock in the morning, we'd be got up and got an early start. And about 9 o'clock, you'd see the smoke coming out of the, out of the old smokestack up there. We had a wood stove. And Daddy would say, come on, boys. Mama got biscuits made. We'd go up there to the house. I never will forget those days. We'd go to the house, and Mama would have biscuits made. We'd have bacon and eggs and sausage and, and good coffee, good old black coffee. My my dad let us boys drink coffee, and maybe maybe we shouldn't, but I love it. I love it. And then we had that good old thick cream come off of that Jersey cow, put it in there. And later on today, Mama might make a strawberry shortcake or a strawberry dumplings, and we put that thick cream on there. That's the good old days, folks. Those days are gone. In this day which we live, the high cost of living drives the father and mother from the home into the factory into the defense plants back there earlier on, in places of business to earn a livelihood, and the children are left alone. They call them latchkey kids. The home is disrupted. We're losing our children. No, let me change that. We have lost our children. We have lost our children. If you're, if you're a mother and you're able to stay home with your children, you're the most blessed individual I know of. Oh, don't let it slip from you, my friend. Don't let it pass from you. If you're working just to have things, uh, give up your job and live off of your husband's income. You might have to tighten that belt up a little bit. Oh, I believe you would. But listen, a lot of things we buy is foolishness anyhow, isn't it? It is. But listen, we've sown the wind as far as our families, and now we're reaping the whirlwind. You mothers out there, especially out on the farm, there in the small towns 
where you have more time to spend with your children. Oh, listen, even though you have to work away from home, could I urge you to stay home at night with your children and, and, and be, spend time with them? I can't help it if you have to work and you can't either. I tell you, my friend, most of you religious folks out there, I would cancel all my nighttime engagements. Very few things that I would stay with. Maybe the PTA meetings because your children are concerned. But listen, all of those social things, I'd cancel them, everything except maybe prayer meeting at the church. Oh, listen, listen, I would cancel them and stay home at night and ask the Lord to give you grace to cancel your outside nightly engagements, your club meeting, your society meeting, and stay at home. Stay at home with your children. Oh, my friend, what a beautiful sight. What a beautiful sight to see that as, uh, as we see the, uh, those, those homes is in, in the way the Lord wants them to be. Now, the outside world calls me crazy. But, my friend, we're passing over the middle of life now. And we've seen those children one by one out there that have lived and come up under those homes. How the Lord has saved some of them. And uh, listen now, I ask you this. We have time to grow cotton and corn and wheat and oats and do the plant work, but how much time with your children? What kind of boys and girls are you turning out? What pedigree do they have? What inheritance are you giving them? I'm not talking about silver and gold and money. I'm talking about the kind of men and women you're making of them. I look back with Fond and fond memories of my home life, my, my child life. We had nothing. We were so poor. We were like the old song. Uh, if the wolf had come to our door, he'd had brought up a picnic lunch. But we never went hungry. We always had plenty. You can't starve a farmer to death. We had, my mom raised a big garden, and she had something always canned and put up. And we canned stuff during the, during the Second World War. We canned stuff without no sugar in them because we couldn't get sugar. We'd put up blackberries and strawberries and peaches and things without no sugar. And then when we'd open a jar of it, maybe we'd get enough sugar uh, to sweeten it up a little bit with. But my friend, I look back on my childhood. I wouldn't change it for world's weight in gold, knowing that I, had, I learned how to work. I learned how to, to manage a few dollars that I had. I learned that I was loved in my home, and I learned to obey my parents and uh, responsible. I was responsible. I was. I was responsible, my friend. But listen, listen, and uh, I wish I wish each one of you, I wish each one of you mothers would, would think about your children, you men, about your sons, your boys. What kind of a girl are you bringing up, mother, taking time to teach them and train them? And, uh, and, and, and little ones, tuck them in at night and tell them you love them. Oh, my friend, listen, listen. How long has it been since you told those children how the Lord saved you, mother? Start now. If, you, if you've been neglecting it, you start now. How long has it been since you prayed for the Lord to save them? And let them know that you wanted to see them saved. What kind of a, what kind of a life do you live in front of them? It kind of embarrasses us to think about it. Doesn't. No wonder our homes are on the mud flats. No wonder the divorce courts are growing by leaps and bounds. We're just not willing to let the Lord become the Lord of our hearts and our lives and the head of our homes. My friend, I, I wish I could. I wish I knew what to say, mothers and dads, about your homes, 
I know it's not popular. I know I know the world we live in today. If you got teenage children, they got cars of their own. They go where they please when they get out of school, if they go to school, and they rip and run at night, a lot of them do. And they, if not, they own a computer, maybe uh, viewing all the pornography and those things is not right. I know there's exceptions, but I see. I see what goes on in the world today. The old trailblazer, uh, I know a little bit. Like I tell folks, I've been around the block a few times, and I see, and the Lord reveals to me what's going on, and then he gives me a cry against it, that I might cry out and spare, spare not, cry loud, that you might make a, a heaven out of your home. And I know that it takes grace. I know that, my friend. I know we have to give up stuff to do that. But what else? What, what Are you going to throw your families away, mother? just because of your nightlife that you want to live and your social calendar that you have on the wall over there somewhere. But I tell you what, the old trailblazer is going to continue to bring you these messages. We start tomorrow looking at the children, a heritage, a heritage of the Lord. And I have a little booklet here, Duties to Parents, and I'm going to have it in front of me tomorrow and tell you how much, just a small booklet, uh, the duties of the parents to go along with these messages here. But I want to just summarize a little bit. Is the Lord the head of your home? Can you uh, look at your home and see where the, how many misgivings you have? Do you get up on Sunday morning? If you have a, a godly pastor where you can hear the gospel, do you get up, have your children ready for Sunday school, feed them, get them clothed, keep them, keep them uh, neat and clean where they can go to Sunday school and Sunday morning? I tell my congregation here, shame on you. We have dedicated teachers here come here every Sunday morning. We have a small congregation. We don't have a large audience, but we have several several families that bring their children here, but don't stay home with them, my friend. I know you can hear over the radio probably, but my friend, they'll be out playing marbles or playing dolls or something, and they won't hear, but they come here, and they listen to these teachers, and they read them the stories of the Bible, and they ask them questions, and they give them memory verses and all of those things, and I've talked to men in their 40s and 50s here uh, they were here back in the early days of this ministry, and uh, they told me of their going to Sunday school under Miss Grammer and Miss Miss Wileen and Miss Joyce Johnson and and uh, Brother Malonso and others. Brother Gale taught those young men Sunday school classes, and uh, I, I didn't have that privilege. My family was not religious. I never went to Sunday school in my life, but I made sure that my children had that opportunity. And my friend, it does something for you. It's only a miracle of grace that the Lord ever saved me. I was just a rebel, just an old rebel, my friend. Didn't know Genesis from Revelation. No, but one day the Lord chose to save me, chose to awaken me, chose to stir my heart, let me see just a little of what a sinner I was. And my mother and father were not godly people. No, when I was coming up. And uh, I had no religious training whatsoever until I was grown. But my friend, it's never too late. It's never too late. You may be on your dying bed. It's not too late to call on the Lord. I don't put much stock in deathbed repentance. But my friend, as long as there's breath, there's hope. There is. You remember the thief on the cross? He was bleeding to death. He had been railing on the Lord, cursing and snapping back at him and said, save yourself and save us. And what happened? The Holy Spirit, by the power of God, something happened to that man's heart. I can't describe it. But after a minute or two, he said, Lord, Lord, would you have mercy upon me? Lord, have mercy upon me. 
And the Lord turned to him and said, This day, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. And I tell folks, we have so much of this sweet Jesus stuff today. I tell folks, the Lord's name is not Jesus. It's Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Oh, my friend, don't be caught up in that sweet Jesus stuff. That's just a trick of Satan to minimize the, the, the majesty and the grace and the awesomeness of our blessed Lord. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's your Lord, whether you ever admit it or not. And one day you'll have to stand and bow your knee unto the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Oh, my friend, I wish I had another hour this morning, but I don't. Time runs out so quickly. And uh, we will, though. We'll be back tomorrow. And if you would, pray for the old trailblazer, and we could use some help with the broadcast, this broadcast, and also with the Voice of Truth. And uh, write me, and I'll send you a packet on what we most surely believe here at Radio Mission. Send you a radio schedule, and send you a listing of all of the, the books in the catalog and in the bookstore. And uh, just, just if you want to become a part of Radio Missions, if you would, if you want to be a co-porter, we'll send you books and tracklets, tracks to give out to lost folk. Remember my mailing address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website, at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.